What up, what up, what up? And welcome to the LF. So we're going to be discussing a lot of stuff today. Um, let's see, where should I start off? Uh, if you haven't heard Stephen Jackson, hold on. First of all, if you haven't got my book yet, go get the book, The Common past, present, future. Um, and in that particular book, I just talk about history, right? Um, I go through all the uh, different presidents and what they did and things of that nature. All right, so in the news today, or this has actually been a couple, been a couple of days. Stephen Jackson was caught um, defending Rachel Nichols. Rachel, um, she basically got caught attacking. She said something about um, like the black coworker didn't deserve the job or something like that. It was, you know, crazy stuff like that. It happens all the time with black people. Uh, they they only got the job because of a certain program. That's how they like to refer to a lot of black. Um, Black individuals or black workers, whatever you, however you want to put it. But Stephen Jackson actually came out defending Rachel Nichols. I guess they call that the uh, captain. Well, I'm not, I'm not even going to go there. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of black people that are in love with white people. Uh, they call it Stockholm Syndrome. There's a lot of black people that got it. And so... This is just something in the news. Um, and I'm not even surprised because most black people that are in India have that type of mindset. I don't even think the NBA lets in like pro-black people. Like they don't let people with that mindset in, with the pro-black um, mindset. But I just found it interesting and I wouldn't be surprised if some more stuff came out later on, you know. Uh, let me see. Was Rachel, was she actually fired or let me look that up. I'm not even completely sure if she was fired or not.
Uh, it just says she's been removed after her phone conversation was leaked. ESPN finds itself as part of the media story during this year's NBA Finals. The network replaced sideline reporter Rachel Nichols with critical comments she made about a black colleague came to light. Mm-hmm. Okay. It doesn't actually, it just says she was uh, removed. But I don't see if she was actually fired or not. But then again, I always hear that white people don't get fired, they just get transferred. I've heard that before, so. It is what it is. Uh, let's see. That reminds me of, um, who was it? Stephen, was it Stephen A. Smith? With that mindset? They all kind of got that mindset, right? Save the white person. Even though your black community hasn't been saved yet. Which I find interesting. But that's how it is in the NBA. Anyway, critical race theory is something that's been in the news a lot. And a lot of white parents have been up in arms, right? And it's all because of critical race theory. And from what I've read, it looks like it's simply just history. Like they in turn history into some called critical race theory. But critical race theory is actually a real thing though, right? Because they teach it in college from my understanding. So I don't know. I'm guessing one of these conservative think tanks came up with this. Um And so they don't want it taught in schools. A lot of conservatives are just agitated, you know. We don't want critical race theory taught in schools. Then I've also heard that, um, I think it's in Florida, where they're pushing like to teach sort of like an all-American, um, trying to see how do you put it, uh, a view of history, I guess you could say. Um, basically, trying to teach that America is good within history, in the context of history. Um, I think people kind of know the truth when it comes to America and history, right? I mean, I could think, when I think of America, I mean, I guess you could say there's some good things about it, right? As far as history is concerned. Um, but there's a lot of bad stuff about history when it comes to America, right? I mean, the way this country was founded, it was stolen from 
some other group, right? Um, I mean, I could think of a lot of stuff when it comes to history. Um, let me see. A lot of the, the Indians, right, were killed. Um, we can think of slavery. We can think of just so many different things. Um, the way picnics was actually about killing black people. And so, I mean, it's just so many different things. You can think of Jim Crow. I mean, redlining. I mean, there's so many different things that you could think of when it comes to America and its history. And white people don't want their kids to actually know the truth, it seems. They're trying to make it seem like white people didn't do all these things, right? Um, let me see, what's it, what is it called? I remember at one time, there was a lot of killing in the name of, yeah, it's called Manifest Destiny. And this was something, well, the definition of Manifest Destiny. The 19th century doctrine or belief that the expansion of the U.S. throughout the American continents was both justified and inevitable. Basically, what Manifest Destiny was, it was this belief that God had deemed America was... Basically, America was right for basically taking over all the land, right, in the name of God. Like, they use God to, like, justify doing a lot of evil stuff. I remember at one time it was said that they justify, God justified slavery, right? So a lot of people justify evil stuff by using religion. So that's just something to keep in mind. But anyway, this isn't something new. It's been going on for a minute. But a lot of people are pissed off because they don't want they don't want their kids to know the truth. I even heard some people trying to justify the death of um, George Floyd. I remember that was a thing. And I was just like, whoa, like, did you see the video? Like, you really gonna try to justify that? Like, really? But like, some people really was trying to justify the killing of a black man. That was so obvious, right? I guess for some, it wasn't. But anyway, it is what it is. Um, all right, so what else is going on in the news?
Oh, Cuba. And I think in South Africa, something's going on. See, there's a lot of protesting. But basically in Cuba, a lot of people are protesting the government because they're not... Uh, I'm trying to see, what's the term? Uh, sorry, I just yawned just now. Anyway, uh, let me see. Well, the Republicans are trying to um, say that communism is bad and you can look at Cuba. And I wouldn't be surprised if some American organization was behind that. But I think uh, in Cuba, a lot of people are just pissed because of different things. Um, let me see something real quick. What is that? All right, so I found an article on it. I'm just going to read you some of what they are saying. Cuban citizens took to the streets across the country for the first time in more than six decades to protest against uh, deteriorating living conditions and the lack of basic goods and services including medical attention amid increasing numbers of coronavirus infections. From my understanding, they don't want the, um, they don't want the vaccines from the West. So I guess they want, they want to make their own, I'm guessing. I guess they don't trust uh, the West. But anyway, the protests with thousands of people calling for an end to the 62-year-old communist regime began July 11th in the western city of San Antonio de, de los Benos, later spreading to more than 40 cities and towns, including the capital, Havana. President Miguel uh, diaz Cana quickly deployed security forces across the country, his government disrupted communications with the state-run phone and network monopoly. Uh, they also halted internet service. In Havana, state forces, that's kind of messed up, halting the internet service, but I guess they're trying to um, basically not let everything out, right? They're trying to keep some stuff private. But in Havana, state forces were sent out July the 11th, including so-called rapid reaction brigades and Communist Party militants armed with heavy sticks. Some protesters were attacked and more than 100 were arrested, according to activists. In subsequent days, hundreds of Cubans lined up outside police stations to look for missing relatives who, whose whereabouts were unknown. Uh-oh. Um, let me see, what else are they saying? The Cuban authorities say they will press disorder and disobedience charges against those who took part in violent actions or vandalism and in summary trials behind closed doors, raising concerns among rights advocates of a lack of due process. Mm -hmm. 
And I know a lot of conservatives are just really trying to mute. Sorry, I got a tongue twister just then. Um, they're really trying to milk uh, this situation, right? And yeah, the conservatives are just really trying to. Uh, communism is bad. Communism is bad. And I'm like, okay, nobody's even pushing for communism though. Like, so where is that coming from? And basically, what they're trying to say is that the Democrats are communists. And and I've actually heard some people say that Cuba were socialists. Okay, um, socialism and communism are actually different. But what a lot of people will say is that communism. I mean, socialism leads to communism, right? And socialism is basically, it's actually, we already have that in America, right? And that's basically government programs, um, like the social, the social net. Um, and when I, when I say social net, I'm pertaining to things like food stamps, uh, social security, things like that, right? Things that actually help people. And so the conservatives are basically saying that that's bad. The social welfare state is bad. And when I hear conservatives talk like this, it makes me think that they're okay with people starving. They're okay with people being homeless. They're okay with just a lot of evil stuff. And yet... I hear President Biden trying to work with the Republicans. The Republicans are kind of messed up. Um, they have like this ultra conservative, because it's actually, they're on the extreme now, right? They're basically, looks like they're supporting white supremacy, if we're being honest, right? And if that is the case, if they're actually out here supporting white supremacy, how could the Democrats work with them? How could the Democrats work with the conservatives if they're actually supporting white supremacy? And the only answer I would be able to come up with if they was actually working with the conservatives would be that the Democrats also support them if they're actually trying to work with them but maybe they're only trying to work with the rhinos right because there is like a section of the republican party that's called the rhinos which supposedly supposed to be different from the ultra conservative right-wing side of the republicans but i've seen the rhinos work with the white supremacists too which would mean that the rhinos are probably white supremacists also so i don't know from my understanding the democrats can't get a lot of things done because of the filibuster and so they're trying to find a way to get some things done. And I'm sure President Biden knows his way around the political arena because he's been there a while, right? So I'm guessing he knows some things. Um, and there's a lot to be done, right? 
and 2022 is right around the corner and it's so close and he still there's a lot to be done right and the black people are still on their reparations and it still hasn't been done yet right reparations and so i'm wondering how this is all going to turn out because i suspect he is going to lose a little black support because i doubt even though i i would hope that he gets reparations passed but a lot of people don't believe he actually wants to get reparations passed and so if he really doesn't want to get it passed i'm pretty sure it's not going to get passed right but then there's the court situation right a bunch of uh republicans on the supreme court and we already have seen what the republicans stand for it was the republicans that actually attacked the capitol and there's a lot of people out there calling them uh insurrectionists uh there's a lot of terms being thrown around i'm not gonna get into that part but let's just say the brand has been sullied for the Republican Party. But the thing is, they don't seem to be trying to make a change. They actually are doubling down on what they already have, right? They're, what they stand for. They're not trying to be inclusive. They're actually doubling down, basically, right? And so if that's true, it means they don't want to change. They want to stay on the same path. So I'm guessing they believe that they really didn't lose this past uh, election. That's what that would have to mean, right? That they really didn't lose or that they could change the laws um for this upcoming election and so it isn't necessary to actually change the party mm. and when i think about it the republican party hasn't actually won the uh, popular vote in forever i can't remember the last time the republican party actually want the popular vote if it wasn't for the electoral system electoral college the republican party would never actually win I'm trying to see when was the last time the Republican Party actually won the popular vote. Was it Reagan? Uh, looks like Bush, What he didn't win a popular vote. 
Okay. Hold on, let me see. Bush came in in what year? Was that 2000? Uh, so it looks like Reagan got 50.7% of the popular vote. So that means he barely won the popular vote is what I'm thinking. Uh, let me see. I always hear Republicans talk about Reaganomics, right? Supply, what do they call it? Supply economics. Um, supply side economics, is that how you say it? But the thing is, what well, supply side or whatever you want to call it, Reaganomics, it does. It didn't. It wasn't inclusive. I put it that way. It was not inclusive. It didn't help everybody. It basically only helped the rich, which is what happens all the time. It seems it's only the rich that are getting all this money. It's kind of what happened with President Trump, right? It didn't include everybody. But it is what it is. All right, so let me um, go into what triggered the waves of protests in Cuba. Hold on real quick, hold on. All right, so what triggered the waves of protests? The Cuban economy contracted more than 11% last year amid the pandemic which led tourism to dry up and brought about a drop in romanticists from Cubans living abroad, both vital sources of income for families. Cubans stand for hours and lines to buy basic goods such as chicken or bread or even take a bus. The island has been... Uh -uh. Sorry, uh, something just happened to my computer, which was really weird. But anyway, where was I? Um, Cuban standing out, standing line for hours to buy basic goods such as chicken or bread or even to take a bus. The island has been increasingly hit by hours-long electricity outages. And in recent weeks, coronavirus infections have surged, according to authorities, putting a strain on the country's health system. After suffering relatively few COVID-19 cases,
2020 and only 140, 146 deaths. The island saw a pickup this year with the curve steepening in April and more so in June. The government has reported close to 2,000 deaths so far. What has been the communist government's response? President Diaz-Canel said the protests were being led by a minority of counter-revolutionaries sold out to the U.S. government, taking advantage of the difficult situation in Cuba and the pandemic. He urged supporters of the regime to take back the streets from the demonstrators, which led to attacks on protesters. Soon after the arrest began, authorities cut off most communications with the outside world and deployed security forces across the country. Among those arrested were visual artist Luis Manuel Toro, a highly visible figure among Cuban dissidents, poet Amari Pachico, and Jose Daniel Ferrer, the leader of Cuba's most important opposition group. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And so, basically, it's going down in Cuba. And I'm not surprised. This pandemic got a lot of crazy stuff happening, I guess you could say. But anyway... Yes, 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 yes. Uh, let's see. What else is in the news? Um, oh, Jeff Bezos just went to space. If anybody wanted to know that, um, he has a company called, like, it's Blue Origin. Sort of like SpaceX's rival. And looks like Virgin Galactic um, CEO got into it also. Richard Branson. And there was, like, this big race to space. But Richard Branson went there first before Bezos. But that's something that's in the news. Just if you wanted to know. Um... It seems that COVID infections are, looks like they're ramping back up. And in LA, they have already pit, they pit, uh, is it mass mandates? Hold on, let me make sure I'm saying that correctly. I think they, they did some with masks. So, yeah, it looks like they put a, ma a mass mandate back in place in L.A. County. But anyway, it is what it is.
Uh, oh, something else that's in the news. Um, a lot of people should be receiving a check from the government if they have a kid that is under 18. So that's something to uh, to look forward to if you haven't gotten it yet. I think a lot of you should have already received it, though. Um, so that's what's up. That might be the government trying to give people incentives to have kids. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I don't think a lot of people are going to fall for it, especially with the system being so rigged. And, yes, the people do know that the game is rigged. Um, and then a lot of people are noticing that a lot of the white supremacists are at the top of the at the top of the ladder, right? A lot of white supremacists are up there. There's a reason why black people are doing so bad in this country. And only certain black people are being lifted up, right? Handpicked by white supremacists. But anyway, I'm not going to get into all that on this particular episode. Uh, The Supreme Court ruled for a high school cheerleader in Snapchat free speech case. She wanted to be free to say whatever she wanted to on Snapchat. <laughs> and that reminds me, when I hear conservatives talk about liberty, are they talking about liberty to be free to be racist? That's what somebody asked me, right? Like, are they actually talking about being free to be racist? And I think for a lot of uh, conservatives, that actually is true, right? They want to be free to do whatever they want to be able to do, right? If they only want to hang with certain people, they should be able to do that, you know? That's how some people feel about it. Anyway, it is what it is. Uh, let's see, where else are we at? So, this particular article says, Hollywood is making more movies than ever. But how many are good? The Screaming Revolution has not only rewritten the rules of movie production and distribution, it also upended how movies are judged as Hollywood's major studios and tech giants hasten a sharp increase in the number of new films hitting the market. Netflix is Hollywood's clear leader in new movie production, churning out in 2020 more films than, than weeks in a year. 
and Amazon is increasingly producing more original movies for Prime Video. Old-time studios like Walt Disney and Paramount Pictures are also ramping up their output of direct-to-streaming movies on their own platforms in an effort to stay competitive and keep subscribers. Paramount recently said it planned to release one new movie to its Paramount service each week by 2022. That's a lot of movies, <laughs> but okay. But very few titles score high with audiences and critics. Data that Empire analysts calculated for the journal for the journal measured popularity with two different metrics: a critic score, which offers a weighted average of Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic critic score, and an audience rating that is based on aggregated public online ratings. On average, audiences gave Netflix original films, which include some Oscar contenders, a score of 59.1 out of 100. Okay. I don't think that's good. While the critics' score yielded the company an average score of 54.4, according to Ampere. The research film also found consumers lost interest in Netflix films faster than those made by major studios. By comparison, Disney scored the highest average among audiences and critics, according to Ampere. The average Disney film, which includes big franchise films like Marvel, had an audience rating of 70.3 and a critics rating of 66. Disney also had the most films which achieved sustained popularity. I'm not surprised by that. That was a big move when they bought Marvel. I also want to state that uh, Marvel was saved by uh, Blade. Blade, yes. Um, what's the actor name that played in Blade? <laughs> I can't even think of his name right now, but y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, hold up, matter of fact. Oh, Wesley Snipes is his name. I can't think of his name, <laughs> but yeah. Black people be always saving. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Um, anyway, that's enough for today, man. I'm going to talk to y'all later. Peace. This is the outlet. If you haven't got the book yet, go get the book. But uh, peace. I'm out.